0: Got a condo in Manhattan. Baby, girl, you and your ass and
1: So gonna get Hello, Michigan fans. Welcome into the Go Blue Crew on Wolverine Sounds. I am your co-host, Tyler Fenwick. You can follow me on Twitter if you want, at Ty underscore Fenwick. I'm the co-editor at gbmwolverine.com. The other co-host is Derek Devine. You can follow him on Twitter at divineidentity. And Derek, uh, he's just kind of spreading his wings right now and, and going wherever the wind takes him. You gotta appreciate it about that. You gotta appreciate that about him. So we're here today to talk about Wilton Spate. Um, the way we're gonna do this, we'll break the top three quarterbacks into three separate shows and kind of do a, you know, what if Wilton Spate, Brandon Peters, John O'Corn, etc., what if they win the job? What can we expect from them? So we're gonna start with Spate and obviously he was a starter last year. So, Derek, what did you see from him last year that makes you think he can win the job again?
0: Uh, I think mostly the reason he could have a starting job is going to be from experience of last year. I uh, saw, again, very little time the year before. I came in for Jake Rudock and, and led Michigan to a victory in an away game against Minnesota. But last year I uh, had some really great games, had a couple of games at the end of the season where, where he struggled, and then obviously the game against Indiana where he didn't play uh, due to injury uh, after the first Iowa loss. But I, I'm excited to, to see him and, and how he's kind of going to rebound from last season. Again, he, he played really well for the majority of the season. Uh, last year, the question mark was was whether or not he'd start or would it be John O'Korn. Uh He won the starting job and he didn't start very well because he he threw an interception on the very first play as a starting quarterback. But uh, from there, he really settled in. He looked comfortable. Uh, There were a bunch of people talking about him around the nation, especially before that Iowa game. Uh, Is he one of the best quarterbacks in the nation? Uh, He is one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So I think his experience and just kind of his composure uh, out on the field really makes him an attractive uh, starter for the Wolverines, if that's what Jim Harbaugh chooses. So looking
1: back at his 2016 campaign, that was 12 games played. As you mentioned, he didn't play against Indiana because of injury and then played the rest of the season hurt, which you could tell he was hurt because of you know some of the things he was doing. But anyway, so through 12 games, 214 completions on 331 attempts for 2,538 yards, 18 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, had a completion percentage of 62%. That all looks pretty decent to me. I mean... Seven interceptions, maybe uh, you'd like to see that come down to something like five. But it's kind of hard to be disappointed in an 18 to 7 ratio there. So uh, I think I think you're absolutely right that the experience, having a whole year starting, is the biggest thing working in his favor right now. I don't know if you listened to Nick Baumgartner's podcast called The Wolverine Beat, but uh, he was saying if the quarterback position was only about arm talent, then it would be Brandon Peters, without a doubt, winning this job. But because there are so many other things thrown in there, Wilton Spate kind of, you have to figure has some kind of advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think when you look at his game to game last year, uh, it was it was good because he seemed to get better as the year went on, and then obviously the the injury. Uh, doesn't help and then playing injured like you said you could definitely tell Uh, a lot I say four of those seven interceptions came in the in the last four games obviously three of those losses and so you want that number to cut down in general you obviously want that number to cut down in the big games whether it's the Ohio State or or the eventual bowl game or or playoff game national championship game if if that's a possibility in Wilton Spade's career so but his mistakes in a lot of the games, and I know not every team was, was to that high caliber, but he limited his mistakes in most games. And for his uh, for his first starting season to go as successfully as it did, I think is a really good sign uh, that if it's Wilton Spate, I think Michigan's in good hands. And if it ends up being somebody else like Brandon Peters or John O'Corn, then you've got to assume that there's so much being... Uh, notice behind the scenes that we can't see by the coaches that we see, we see what we get with Wilton Spate almost as of as of last year, but Brandon Peters or whoever it may be is just that much better already without the experience. I think we're in good hands either way when I look at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That if you know if Brandon Peters, for example, does win the job, you have to think he did something outstanding to go by a guy who's got a year already under his belt. So let's say it's Spate who wins the job for a second straight year. What kind of
0: improvements do you think uh, he would need to be making? One of the things, and I'll just throw this out there first, uh, I would like to see him scramble a little bit better. He was pretty hesitant last year. And I know he's not a running quarterback. He's, he's not even a John O'Korn, let alone a Denard Robinson uh, but he did seem to hesitate a couple of times when he maybe had opportunities to scramble for five, six, maybe more yards. Uh, but again, if that's not where the offense is heading, and then maybe he doesn't need to do that because if the run game is solid enough, then, then obviously Wilton Spate has doesn't have to run at all. But I do remember a couple of times when when rushed or when hurried, uh he's good at getting the ball out, but I think some of those passes that maybe ended up being incompletions after he hurried uh, could have been four to seven yard scrambles for, for a first down or at least close. So just right off the bat, I think if there was an improvement that I would like to see, it, it'd be even better pocket presence, uh, especially when being rushed from the outside. So are you talking about Spade's ability to avoid
1: pressure and kind of duck out of sticky situations, or are you just talking about his ability to, when need be, pick up five yards with his legs?
0: I would say the latter. Just because, and I agree, he's really good at avoiding pressure, uh, especially as a first-year starter. He, He proved that. But I do think extended beyond that, uh, he can make decisions with his feet rather than with his arm. Now, obviously, if a guy's open he can get him the ball, then I prefer that. But I can just think of a couple of plays that he did do a good job avoiding pressure, but still elected to throw the ball when it looked like maybe on a replay at least. And obviously, everything in real time is going to be much different and from his perspective, going to be entirely different than what I'm seeing. But I do remember a couple of times where it seemed like either at the stadium or on TV that he had space to to pick up some yards but again that's contingent on him when the times he threw an incompletion so if he can avoid pressure and throw the ball and and make a completed pass then then obviously I'm, I'm all for pass first uh, because like you said he is very elusive back there for his size for his height uh, and for his lack of speed I would say so I got to give him credit there because there were uh, many more times he could have been sacked in the season uh, but his athletic ability was was uh, good enough to avoid those so if
1: I had to pick one thing that I think he needs to improve on,
0: it'd be his accuracy.
1: I'm looking at 62% completion percentage last year. Certainly not terrible. But you look at some of those throws he made, especially, you know, the shorter dump-offs. I mean, it, sometimes he would just put them three yards short, and it's like there's really nothing Cliff Hill can do about that. You know, as athletic as he is, if you don't give a guy a catchable ball, he's not going to catch it. So... I think the accuracy is definitely one of the areas where I think he needs to improve. And it doesn't have to be anything dramatic. I'm not talking that he needs to go out there and complete three-fourths of his passes. But there were certainly times throughout the season where he'd throw a ball, and it would just be egregiously off-center, you know, way outside, way inside, whatever. It just wasn't hitting his target sometimes. So I'd like to see that improved.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that is really easy uh, to see why people pick them apart. You'll see a lot of those videos where it'll be, here are the opportunities against Iowa or against Ohio State where Michigan could have won and they'll want to blame it on Wilton Spate. And some of those same people are the, the guys that want to see Brandon Peters start a quarterback. But what I have to say to that is it's really easy to pick the plays that didn't work as to why the game was, was won or lost. Uh, and... I think I have to always backtrack and think he made a lot of great plays last season, and I know he had some overthrowing balls. He, he missed some targets that were really important for that time in the game, but those are things that can absolutely be improved on, and if we can get Wilton Spade at his best last year and then eliminate those mistakes, drop down the interceptions, uh, less sacks, I mean, you're talking about a really, really good quarterback, not only in the Big Ten, but again, on the national level. Uh, a guy that people will tune into and watch because he plays uh, great uh, football at the quarterback position. He's got a good IQ. And, I mean, all he really needs to work on is, is improving his game in terms of accuracy and eliminating mistakes. And I think those are the two biggest things for him. And when you look at the rest of the stuff he did that was positive, that's why I find a hard time thinking that anyone would be picked above him at least uh, to start the season.
1: So, one of the things I'm looking forward to if he does win the job is seeing what Michigan does in terms of um, running and throwing, the balance they have there. Last year's Spade threw the ball 331 times, missed one game, obviously, although that was uh, in inclement weather against Indiana. So, you know, he probably wouldn't have thrown the ball another 40 times or anything like that. But as a second year starter, you're tempted to say they would trust him a little more, give him a few more dropbacks, but at the same time, Michigan's got a bunch of unproven receivers out there going to catch the ball, so you wonder what kind of factor or how, you know how much that factors into the equation. That'd be really interesting. I'd I'd like to see the balance that Michigan strikes this coming season if he is the starter. What do you, What do you think would happen?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's something I'll be looking forward to 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 seeing, because when you look at last year and his his attempts uh, last year per game and and obviously his total attempts, which you mentioned three thirty one. There are some games in there where it didn't seem like he had very many. Those also happened to be the games where Michigan was beating teams by 30, 40, uh, 50 points on some of the occasions, or, or 78 against the Rutgers. I mean, they don't need Wilton Spade there. They can hand the ball off. He was 6 for 13 in that game. And so I would expect to see his his overall attempts and completions go up this season. I think when you have young receivers, you wanna you wanna get them the ball. Uh, that's obviously a group that needs to develop quickly uh, with a lot of question marks. But then again, if the run game is proving to be hard to stop, then you might see that same balance of of what we saw last year. And and again, if if Michigan's blowing out teams, which wow, I hope they are. Uh, Then you won't have to see him as much on the field. He'll he'll sit out some fourth quarters. You could get a guy like Brandon Peters some great time. John O'Corn some minutes. Uh, So, I would be curious to see that as well. But I think it really determines uh, is is based will be sorry will be determined by uh, how bad Michigan's beating teams and how well the run game is going. So I expect more, uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it's right around the same number.
1: Well, Derek, have you spoken your piece? about Wilton Spate?
0: Yeah, i just like to reiterate that I think he will be the starter just because of all of the great things he did bring to the Wolverines last year. But again, if he's not, then uh, I'm pretty confident that whoever is, is, is clearly the best. Because if you look at his season last year, and you think that somebody is better than him without uh, that college football experience, like a Brandon Peters, then and you know what, then I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat to Jim Harbaugh and say, take over coach, you know what you're doing.
1: I'm not ready to go out on a limb like you to say who's going to be the starter, but uh, without a doubt, it seems like Spate has the inherited advantage of having the year under his belt and already having won one of these competitions, and of course he kind of lost one in 2015. So he's kind of been there, done that through the whole thing, so... uh We'll move on in our next shows to Brandon Peters and John O'Corn, and we'll kind of do the same thing, uh, play some what if games. And, and you know, I, th- I think you kind of mentioned it earlier in the show, Derek, that Michigan's going to be in pretty good hands, whoever is taking the field at quarterback, just given, you know, what it would mean if somebody like uh, John O'Corn or Brandon Peters beat Wilton Spate. So at the end of the day, I'm not incredibly worried about it. So you've been listening to the Go Blue crew on Wolverine Sounds. You can head to iTunes, search Wolverine Sounds, subscribe, and listen there. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at ty_fenwick. Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening, and Go Blue. Go Blue.